It's Thursday the 1st of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here and today I'm joined by rugby league fanatic and funny man, Tim Hewitt. G'day mate, how you doing? Yes, very well. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for getting me on. Very excited after last night. Buzzing. So you actually call yourself a Melbourne comedian, but you're actually a Queenslander, is that right? That is correct, yeah. I've, I've been down here flying the flag in Melbourne for about eight years, but I, I've, I'll forever be a Queenslander, you know. So you'd be pretty chuffed about what happened last night, yeah? It was very exciting, yeah. We went down to the, uh, the local pub and there was about 30 of us. There was about 25 Queenslanders and five Blues, and it's always a pretty awful time for them so yeah it was uh, it's quite enjoyable it was the the boys were getting pretty rowdy i have to admit with the the big comeback at the end there all right we'll, we'll come back to the to the rugby league in a bit um yes. i wanted to um ask you about um i believe you used to review burgers on the community channel on tv i did oh well yeah channel 31 got me in to do a few food review shows yeah and we did a burger one and we we also did an indian one and and they'll both the the worst days and the best days of my life because we did about five different burger places um, in the one day oh. and they and they all want and they all want to show off the but so and you have to be polite so I ended up you know eating like oh tw- or having bites of like 12 burgers but the the Indian one was worse I remember I had to do a gig the next that night full of curry and I had oh. about I had about 17 different curries and mango lassies in me and I, I was like this I could it could happen on stage here you know I could I could literally <laughs> follow through on it was a it was a yeah beautiful moment but you know that's the joys of community television and 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 that was that was our pay getting fed <laughs> quite a rarity yeah it's getting fed <laughs> get to like too many meals in one day was your pay yeah then? yeah it's, it's famine or flood in the community tv world then <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's talk some sport stay with us guys because uh, we've got a bit of a state of origin special for you we're going to digest state of origin game one we're going to speak with musical genius Dennis Carnahan, who wrote Rugby League the Musical. Uh, we're going to talk French Open tennis, boxing, cricket, and more. Stay with us. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, Around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellade. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellade at cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. So, Timo, you went to the pub last night and you watched State of Origin. How did it feel? Oh, it was it was magic. It's always a, such an exciting night that first Origin game, and uh, yeah, there was there was just something magic in the air as soon as as soon as we got that that rubbish sin bin. I just thought the boys are going to do it here. There's 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 a Queensland Queensland magic in the air. I could just feel a big comeback coming, and it was um, yeah, it was an incredible moment. And also, I think. Um, just to, for Hamaso to score that try, uh, you know, sort of coming in with a bit of pressure, taking Dan Gago's spot, I, th- I thought it was sort of a pretty incredible moment to stand up like that with a bit of pressure on you and uh, score a runaway try like that was incredible. Um, so the talk before the game was all about Reese Walsh. 
Mm. How did you reckon he played? I thought he went really well. Um, I thought, that, you know, there was a lot of pressure, a few heavy kick returns. He got belted a few times. Sort of felt like, uh, sort of was felt like watching Fight Club a little bit there with the Blues. They're really bashing him up, you know, that, yeah. that famous line. I felt like destroying something beautiful. That's... That's what I was worried about the whole game, you know. <laughs> Did you watch his post-match interview? I watched that and he was like, uh, the team and the playing and the game and the team was really team and I was in the team and I played the game and we just played the game as a team. Yeah, mate. Well, you know, if you look like that and you play like that, you know, <laughs> you can worry about the media career later, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It'll sure. all come together. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So who yeah, did was... you think was uh, best on field last night? Um, I think, I think, I thought Pat Carrigan was uh, incredible, as he is every, every origin. He just did so much work in the middle there and, and just all the injuries in the forward pack they'll, for them to just get through the game was pretty insane um i mean munster's just always delivering at origin level it's pretty incredible um yeah i thought everyone had a pretty good game really i didn't think there were too many shockers in any way so out of the two teams did you think anyone at at all had a bad game anyone that you could pick on uh i think i think maybe pangai jr came in and there was a lot of hype around it whether it'd be the enforcer that sort of thing I'm not sure whether that got in his head or whether it was a bold, too bold a call from Freddie. He had a few few mistakes late in the game there that, you know, might have cost them a bit, I thought. Um, but, you know, look, I, I wouldn't say I was watching with a with a serious analysis head at the pub uh, with 30 blokes. Uh, you know, there, there were some slight distractions, I have How to admit. How many beers were there? How many beers? Oh, that you know, the, there were a few floating around, mate. Were well, we know, in double digits? Oh, look, we're we're getting into jug territory at one point, you know. That's 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 sort of a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a 10 beer. Once you get hit the jugs, it's 10 beers, I reckon. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, that's when your best analysis really comes through as a a rugby league fan, I think. I think you need to analyse the game after after five pints. That's really where you do your best analysis, I think. So, do you think think New South Wales can win game two? I do, I do. I, I... I think I, I think almost for nearly the entire game, I thought they were the better team, to be fair. Um, yeah. They just, unfortunately, they just don't quite have the juice. They just don't have the magic, the Queenslander I, origin I magic. think it's the state of mind thing, isn't it? It's I the, think yes. as Billy Slater was talking about, it's all about the state of mind. Yeah. I, I think it will be hard, though, that game two is in, in, at Suncorp. Uh, I think that'll be a, a bit of a blow for them. But... Uh, you know, there's always a little part of you that wants to see a decider. So, you know, good luck. Hope they can give the boys a game. So I'd like to um, push a little um, thing because I think it's hilarious um, throughout this whole episode and it's going to come up again and again. I think, you know, on on number mm. plates, how it's like New South Wales, the premier yes. state, Victoria, is it, are you the garden state? Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's, they've always got something going on down here. It should be Queensland... State of mind. Oh, Queens. I like that. On number that that's really yeah. good. Did you see? Yes, I saw. Please. I saw the the players with their warm up jerseys. They must be yeah. sponsored by Personalized Plates because on the back yeah. of their jerseys, in, like instead of just their name, they had all their names written out like in number plates. So it was like Hammer on this 
personalized plate on his back. And it was like yeah, yeah. H4MMA. Or what. I was like, this is, yeah, this, right. is, this is peak sort of, you know, Queensland, <laughs> Queensland yeah. stuff here. Next, they'll be giving uh, number plates mullet haircuts. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, there, there is some other rugby league news around. Uh, things are not looking good for the Dragons. Mm. Um, uh, they were rejected by Jason Riles and they've lost their major sponsor. Yeah, it's a it's a, it seems like a, they're in a bit of free fall at the moment. That's it's a pretty brutal pill to swallow. I think um, you know they clearly were hunting Riles hard, and for him to sort of last minute uh, flick over to the Storm by the looks of things, uh, it's a pretty brutal blow. And then yeah, the sponsor thing doesn't help on top of it. Yeah, you you think uh, do you think St George Bank uh, just embarrassed to be uh, attached to a team that is worse? than Balmain Tigers or West Tigers. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal, is it? It's uh I mean, you know, and 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 that's a tough sponsor to sort of refill, you know. There's not too many other things that are just named the actual name of your club, you know. It's, it was yeah, right there. Yeah. It was was good to go. It's <laughs> Yeah, like they they're the same mascot and everything. Yeah, yeah. So they just need to find another uh, like maybe they can find a, a, a legacy English company that have a St. George dragon attached to it. Absolutely, yeah. Or, you know, maybe a local fish and chip shop or something. That might be I think that's what's next likely, on the horizon. <laughs> um, do you reckon there's anything that St. George can do this season? Is there some, some sort of miracle that could, um, you know, somehow bring them back into yeah, the Yeah, I think, I think they need to keep, well, you know, this season especially investing in the in the younger sort of spine, um, Sullivan and, and Sloan, fullback and that sort of thing, like you might as well give them as much opportunity in first grade and that sort of thing now because I, I can't imagine they're thinking of pushing for the eight. I mean, it's still potentially viable, but I, I think it'll be a long way back for them this season. I don't know. I'd like to see it like a, a full-on Mighty Ducks, you know, Ducks fly together you know, 80s montage movie and, and just see them actually move their way back up yeah. into the top eight. Yeah, I think that would actually be a great narrative for rugby. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, and I, I feel a bit unlucky for them. Like, they they really have lost so many games by, you know, a conversion, two points, four points. It could be a slightly different scenario for them if, you know, three or so games went a slightly different way. But, um, yeah, I think, I think they've got to... Maybe a bit of a long season ahead of them, but yeah. the feel of things. Yeah. All right. Well, as this is a bit of an origin special, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we got in touch with musical genius Dennis Carnahan, who wrote Rugby League the Musical, and you may have heard his classic hit, That's in Queensland. And we spoke earlier this morning to honour the great game that is State of Origin. Where is Fiji? That's in Queensland. Pop one, your guinea. That's in Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queensland's everywhere. I'm joined by Dennis Carnahan, musical genius who wrote Rugby League the Musical. How you doing, mate? Oh, I'm doing very well. A little bit dusty after last night. Yeah, so I take it uh, from having a listen to your song That's in Queensland um, that you're not actually mm-hmm. a Queensland supporter. Well, look, I say this often. I'm, I'm a child of the Federation, born and raised in Canberra. And so this interstate nonsense is kind of beneath me. Oh, and I just, and I just sit, I just sit as a passive observer, going, "Why can't we just be 
a federation. We're a federation. Why can't we be one nation and ditch this whole, you know, ditch that level of government? But <laughs> I know that's, that's, that's not very popular amongst uh, most Australians. Um, so we've been getting into your song, That's in Queensland, here on Afternoon Sport. And um, basically you list off a whole bunch of uh, Queenslanders that aren't really from Queensland. Mm. Um, what's, what's the state of our current Queensland side looking like? Well, look, so... Are you, are you a Queenslander by any chance? I was born in North Queensland in Bowen, yeah. So born I, um, in Bowen? Yeah. Mangoes, nice. Um, this is, you'll be pleased to know, and I'm surprised they haven't been playing the trumpets on the rooftops, this is the Queenslanderest Queensland team in living memory. Right. I don't believe there has been more actual geographic Queenslanders in a Queensland team, certainly not in the last decade, and I haven't looked back prior to that, prior to the, um, the you know, eight straight and then three more, whatever that, that record mm, was. Mm. Yeah. There are so many actual Queenslanders, probably since the origin. The origin was when people, they started using ring-ins because they really needed to win. But the actual, um, you know, pre, prior to that, there wasn't a lot of New South Wales players playing for, for Queensland in the pre-origin days. Um, but now there's only two. There's only two out of the 17. You know, Kalen Ponga was dropped. Um, Papali'i has retired and Kafusi was suspended. So that's three, you know, you've got Port Headland and two Aucklanders there. Um, but with those three being out of the game, there was only two in Tino Fasul Maliawi from Orange and Murray Tuolungi from um, Auckland, uh, from Oruhuhu. All right. Well, that's pretty interesting. Queenslander! Did you see Billy Slater came out and said that um, Queensland's not really a state, it's a state of mind? He didn't. I didn't see it. It's, it's a state of mind. Queensland is not a state. And I was I played at a function in Brisbane and the special minister of state at the time um, was speaking and, and thanked me for it. So there's all these Queenslanders sitting there and some of them are booing and some of them are cheering and some of them are laughing. And he said, I'd like to thank Dennis for pointing out that Queensland is not just a, a whole lot of geographical lines drawn on a human map, but in, it's, it is in fact on a higher existential plane. And with that, he made me a Queenslander <laughs> and he gave me a certificate. I have a certificate of Queenslandership. From uh, Sterling Hinchcliffe, that's his name, Sterling Hinchcliffe, member for Rockhampton, special minister of state. I feel like their number plate should say Queensland, state of mind. Okay, it should indeed, or state of origin, <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> okay, so uh, I believe you'll be playing um, Rugby League, the musical, uh, coming up in Newcastle shortly, is that right? Well, it's actually, I'm, I'm doing a national tour of Queensland, which covers Newcastle, Wyong, Wollongong and Canberra. Oh, nice. So all, all over the heartlands of Queensland. Uh, it, to me, it sounds like a very good time. Where can people get tickets? Uh, rugbyleaguethemusical.com.au or just simply rltm.com.au and all the dates are there. You know, I'm, I'm getting online now. I'm booking tickets for two weeks in Wyong, taking the wife and the kid. That's three, that's three in the audience so far. Fantastic. Okay, I'll sing you. <laughs> you can make requests. <laughs> I, I am doing a season review and grand final preview at the Bridge Hotel Roselle. Um, that's the last week of September, September 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, five big nights the week before the grand final. Well, there you have it, folks. Dennis Carnahan, musical genius and rugby league fanatic. And Queenslander on a Queensland's everywhere. Stay with us because after this short break, we'll be talking tennis, boxing, cricket and more. At Gradability, we believe that every graduate should have the skills and opportunity to pursue the career of their choice. But sometimes we need help to bridge that gap. And that's where the Gradability Accelerator Plus program or GAP program comes in. 
The GAP program is designed to supplement your learning with real-life experience at one of our almost 12,000 host employers, giving you the vital experience needed to kickstart your professional career. Visit gradability.com.au for more information. So, Tim, I know you were busy last night having a couple of skewies. Yes, yes. But did you manage to um, catch any of the French Open? I I caught a few of the highlights, yeah. Caught up with the Aussies playing. Um, It was a mixed night for the Australians, I thought. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, just an incredible name, Storm Sanders. Oh, she's got to be referred to as the colonel on this show, I think. Yes, yes. Every time I hear her name... I just feel like eating KFC, and I know that makes me crap, but it just does. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very fair enough, Dan. If she's know. not sponsored by them, she should be. She's she's got to get get something involved. Uh, yeah, just a just a subtle sort of yeah. massive KFC logo on the on the white tennis. <laughs> skirt. What about yeah? What a look. What about on the skirt? You know how um, sort of the chip packet colours. Yeah, the red like and the, white of the bucket. Yeah, the red, yeah, white, yeah. And black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, full bucket merchandise vibe. Yeah, that that'd be a great look. Tennis needs classing up like that. Absolutely, but she started off the game quite, the the match quite well uh, with Alina Svitolina, won the first game yes. and then lost the next two six two three six one six. Um, Jason Kubler lost to Fabio Fognini, the most beautiful tennis player in the world. That is how he's referred to, isn't it? Hey, in my mind, yeah. he is. Uh, Yes, uh, Fabio Fognini. It's just it's just a, a gorgeous name. I I personally am uh, half Italian, and my my mother's maiden name is uh, Marilina Mamarella. So you know, for me, it it, it, uh, it has a it has a similar similar feeling. So you know, good good for Fabio. That you know? is a good name, isn't it? Ma- yeah. Ma- what is it, Mariana Mamarella? Marilina Mamarella. Yeah. Marilina. So, yeah, it's, it would have been a great name to have in the. Uh, <laughs> 70s in Brisbane, no doubt. Does your mum force you to eat a bowl of pasta every time you go home, or is that oh, just a cliche? Absolutely, no. Oh, and then some. Yeah, I oh, have to. Um, amazing. I have to bring a frozen lasagna back on carry on. I've had a few questions at Jetstar over the years, uh, bringing a, bringing back about eight kilos of pasta sauce and <laughs> frozen lasagna. So it's not. It's I'm not complaining. It's. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So we did have a successful Australian. Kokonakis uh, had to yes. go the full four games. I think it was uh, yeah. six three five seven seven six three six, and that's just so confusing for me. Uh, but he's going in through into the third round. I, he, yeah, he beat he beat Stan Borinka, who I who I have a real soft spot for. Uh, when I first moved to Melbourne, I, I worked at the Australian Open, and and I and I had like doing a ground announcing or at the entry gates and I and so I had Australian open shirt and I I I used to look a lot like him I think and I went to cotton on after my shift and all these kids oh wow thought I was Stan Varenka because I was wearing the shirt and it's just like <laughs> dear is he would Stan Varenka really be in cotton on you know picking up a few scoop necks back on. in <laughs> 2012 or whatever it's a, it was a yeah yeah it was a <laughs> I'll take yeah. it, I guess. Well, it sounds like you're a classy dude, and I'm into oh, that. That's absolutely. great. And I, I didn't I didn't correct the kids, put it that way. Did you sign the autographs? Them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sign a few things, you know. <laughs> okay, moving from signing autographs in Cotton On to cricket, the World Test Championship final is in less than a week. Do you reckon we can beat the Indians? Do we have a chance? I, I really think we do. I mean, particularly... 
it being in England, I think is a big help to to us. I think it'll be a slightly different team than the ones that we were playing, uh, you know, in India the last time we played them, uh, just a couple of months ago, where we got tailed up most games. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think so. I think the big question is uh, Josh Hazelwood and his fitness. He's been uh, injured so much the last few years, and it's it'll be a bit of a blow if he can't be there. Um, but I think Boland will come in and. I think either way we'll have a we'll have a really solid team out there and it should be should be an interesting test. It's it's quite bizarre the little one-off test match to decide the uh world test champion, yeah. Yeah, it it feels really strange, doesn't it? Because it's like out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. Um and quite strange that they're all in in the UK, but I don't I don't mind. I think, you know, it is the best place to watch cricket and the sort of best test of skills uh playing at Lords or I think it's at the Oval. Uh, but yeah, quite funny that England hasn't been in it, but it's always there. So it's an interesting one. Bit of old, old yeah. school cricket legacy stuff. That yeah, yeah it, it, it is at the Oval. It starts next Wednesday, seventh of June. I'm looking forward to just getting back into very late night uh, cricket cricket time, as with the World Test Championship and then the Ashes. Should be you're a fan of those cold morning hours watching sport, are you? Oh uh, yeah, I'm, it's, it's the. Uh, you know the late the late night uh, comedy. Oh yeah, Flo. I'm not I'm not an early morning guy, so I'm not, I'm quite happy to be up at watching. You yeah, know, so this is early for you now, isn't it? I'm sorry, I've I've woken you up at the crack of dawn. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Cell AED. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Thank you heaps, Tim. Thank you so much, Dan. This was a lot of fun. See you tomorrow, guys. A little ditty about Jack and Latrell. Two country boys who like to go out and raise a little hell. Jackie White and he's a football star. Latrell Mitchell is too. Both of them are Sucking on some birthday grog Back in February Trails wrestling with Jack Then someone called the police Then they played for the All-Stars And got the victory But now Jackie has to decide What his future will be Oh yeah, Jack thrill of Canberra is done Oh yeah, Jack Whiten He has to decide if it's time to move on or stay strong Jack is his back, collects his thoughts for a moment Looks at all the offers, wonders where he'll be next year the trail says, hey Jackie, come play with me at South Sydney. And Jackie says, maybe I want a premiership ring. Trelly says, oh yeah, Jack Whiten, come play with your trail, it's time to move on. Oh yeah, Jack Whiten, he's wondering still if it's time to move on or stay strong.
ditty about Jack and Latrell, two footy playing cousins who like to raise a little hell. 